evening and welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to our second Sunday edition of Guys Guys Radio. It is March 25th. It is still cold here in New York City. I had my uh, hoodie on over my baseball cap and my winter coat on today. Uh, the weather has uh, just hung in there in terms of uh, the cold. And uh, hopefully it'll break soon because uh, baseball season, Major League Baseball, begins on uh, Thursday of this week. And uh, then it'll keep going for another six months or so. But, uh, wow, this isn't baseball weather. We had a big nor'easter a couple of days ago. And uh, there's still snow in Central Park. And I had to go down to the Jersey Shore a couple of days ago. And there was piles of snow everywhere. I was I was shocked. So uh, this is our topsy-turvy environment. So hang in there. It'll get warm soon enough. And then it'll get too warm. And people will be saying, geez, I wish I could uh, get out of my leather coat again and uh, – just chill out. But uh, that's how it goes here. In New York, we get four seasons, four seasons of fun. And here we are. So let me ask you a question, everybody. Do you trust your intuition? Do you even know what it is? Do you listen to that little voice inside you? Or do you say, I wonder if that's me just thinking out loud? Or is it a higher power telling me what to do? Well, our special guest this evening, Bill Bennett, is a filmmaker. And he had, let's use the lexicon of a uh, somebody in the film business, he had an inciting incident a few years ago uh, where a little voice inside of him told him to slow up. And uh, as a result of that, uh, he's going to be with us this evening to talk about his experience and the film he made called Your Personal Guidance System, PGS, Intuition PGS, Your Personal Guidance System. And he interviewed all these top people in the field, metaphysical field, a lot of interesting folks, people I've spoken to on Guys Guys Radio, including Paul Selig. And we're going to get into that momentarily. I really am excited about this because I watched the movie. I had a little early sneaky peek on it, and it's very, very good. And uh, if you ever thought about intuition or ever thought about that voice inside your head or that however you get your information, whether it's uh, audio, uh, Claire-centric, uh, if you get a feeling or whatever, but... A lot of times it's challenging, challenging for us to trust it. And that's the key, though. You know, what I got out of this film, and we'll talk to Bill about this, is it's not the key really is, is learning to trust that voice, that higher power, because uh, we're in such a mental, uh, reactive, left brain, scientifically based, intelligence based society and culture that sometimes <clears throat> we ignore some of the messages that we're getting. And uh, using our intellect actually can prevent us from having that flow of the higher power. So let's see what else is happening real quick, and then we'll bring our special guest, Bill Bennett, out. Um, I've been watching a couple of basketball games today here in uh, Guys Guys World. And, you know, Guys Guys Radio, uh, we are, uh, I think this is podcast number 269. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guide to Love. And then we developed my blog on life, love, and pursuit of happiness. We started doing Guys Guys Radio, and uh, it's been going and growing and growing. And this is the place where when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. Better men, better world. So we take on all types of subjects. We take on relationship dating experts. We take on metaphysical folks, authors, channelers, psychics, filmmakers, uh, fantasy sports people, sports people, entertainers, comedians. And uh, it's just growing, and I have so many great guests lined up. I have so many people wanting to be on the show that we've added a second evening. So we're doing the shows on uh, Wednesday and also now on Sunday, and we'll see how it goes. Uh, it's a little more work for me, but I really love it, and uh, it's such an education I get along, hopefully, with you listeners out there that we get to learn from some of the folks we, we bring on the show because we really give them a forum to talk about uh, things they've learned and to help us uh, help us learn and help us with our journey. So, uh, but I, as I was saying, I've been watching a basketball, the final four is coming up for the NCAA and uh, I'm a Villanova university graduate. So Villanova uh, beat Texas tech today. So they're back to the final four. They're going to play Kansas who just uh, outlasted Duke in overtime. And then there's the upstart Cinderella team, if you will, Loyola of Chicago, and they're going to play University of Michigan. 
Next, this will be all next weekend. So it'll be a big drumbeat over that March Madness uh, right through uh, a week from Monday where the champion, when the championship game will be played. So it's always exciting. It's always fun. Uh, elsewhere, I think uh, in about 45 minutes or so, we're going to have the uh, big Stormy Daniels interview uh, on 60 Minutes. And there's so much uh, curiosity about all these women coming out now who signed these uh, NDAs with Donald Trump. And, you know, it's interesting. I was talking to my attorney. And uh, since these are some of our public documents, he actually got a chance to read the uh, the NDA. And usually, you know, I've done NDAs with people and I've signed them and I've used them for some of my material. And they're usually like a page and a half, two pages. Well, the Trump one is about 12 pages long. So apparently, according to my attorney, the theory is that he's been using these quite often and just keeps adding stuff, adding stuff, adding stuff. Uh, so he has more protection there. So it's interesting with this uh, p- former Playboy Playmate of the Year came out a couple of days ago. And now Stormy Daniels, the porn star stripper, she's uh, going to tell her story. And they're, you know, they're risking lawsuits from having signed these NDAs. So it's going to be pretty wild elsewhere. Um, now the lawyers in this, uh, you know, whole Russian probe and all that, a lot of Trump lawyers are leaving. And he's uh, supposedly being challenged a little bit to find new legal people who want to take this on because maybe it doesn't look too good. I don't know. But uh, there's been a big turnover, not only in his cabinet, but also with his attorneys, too, which is very, very curious stuff. Uh, General McMaster, he got the boot this week. And John Bolton, a uh, Fox News pundit, he's on board. So it's just a it's just, you know, it is a reality show now. The White House is a reality show. It's come to that. And it's really wild times here in the United States of America. So fasten your seatbelts because it ain't over. <clears throat> and it's a lot more to come. Let's get into uh, our guest and intuition. Real quick, though, um, the format for uh, the Guys Guys Radio Sunday edition is a little bit different. When I do my Wednesday show, we do an opening segment. We do a Guys Guy of the Week. And then we uh, take a break, we bring out our guest, and then we do our interview. And then we take another break and we come on and we do my weekly Guys, Guys, Guide, where I highlight uh, either a blog that's been just published um, at robertmanny.com or wherever else I'm syndicated, where the next uh, Goodman Project or Thought Catalog and, and uh, Cupid's Pulse and I'm pretty much all over the web now. Um, but for Sunday, we're just going to do our opening segment, and we're just going to get into our interview, and then we're going to wrap the show. So it'll be a little bit different Sunday edition for Guys Guys Radio. So we're not even going to do a Guys Guy of the Week. We're going to do that all on Wednesdays. So let's talk a little bit about intuition. Um, I, had, uh, I always had a thought that I would reach a certain age, and I had a number in mind, And it was like a pounding in my head that I was going to have a problem or even pass uh, at that age. And that age kind of started getting very, very close. And uh, I was out jogging one day and uh, I had tremendous pain in my side after after running. And I had to lay down and I was writhing for like six hours. The next day, same thing. I didn't go out and run, but at a certain point I had to lay down. I was in the most excruciating pain in my side that I've ever experienced in my life. Well, it was over the 4th of July weekend. And that Monday I went back home and I got in to see a doctor and they did a a CAT scan. And they said, you know, you've got a kidney stone and also you've got a growth on each of your kidneys. So we got to take care of that right away. So I was shocked and I was thinking, "Ah, this is what was in the back of my mind all these years. Something was going to happen. And for me, it was an inciting incident. So fortunately, that incredibly painful kidney stone turned out to be maybe the best thing that ever happened to me because I had two back-to-back robotic surgeries to get very small growths off of my kidneys. Uh, the odds are something like that coming back, according to my surgeons, were like uh, 98% chance I'll never deal with it again. After that, I said, you know what? I'm going to get to the bottom of this. This is my second chance on life. I actually uh, was guided by one of my guests on Guys Guys Radio, uh, Dr. Amit Gazwami, who's a quantum physicist and healer. He said, go to this uh, place in New York that does Ayurvedic medicine. I did. I went through a six-month protocol last year, got to change kind of the uh, toxic and alkaline environment inside my body because that's really what it's all about. If your body's uh, clean, 
if your environment's clean, bad stuff isn't going to grow there. So whereas Western medicine does a splendid job in terms of taking things out and uh, repressing symptoms, um, you really have to get to the base, the cause to really heal yourself. So I, I learned about that. And I learned how much power I had because before going in for my second operation, I was uh, in the waiting room where, you know, you're there with the little head, head, uh, net on your head and the bare feet and the gown on, you're feeling very vulnerable. And there was like a 45 minute delay for my second surgery. And my surgeon, who's tremendous, they call him like golden hands. He seemed a little bit nervous. And I'm like, am I going to lose a kidney or something uh, here? And uh, so I was sitting there just waiting. The last thing I wanted to do was wait. But then when I was sitting there, a voice in my head said, you have power. This is your chance. You have the power and you can help these doctors and these surgeons and help them with this robotic surgery. You can like release, release this growth to them. Let it fall right out of you and let them take it out. You, you have the power to do that. So I just, I got, all of a sudden they bring me into the operating room. I look around, they're going to put the mask on top of me on my face. And, uh, I reached out and I put my forearm on one of the physicians and I said, I'm going to help you. I'm going to release this to you. And then I went under. And then when I woke up, uh, the first thing I saw was my surgeon with a big smile on his face. And I said, what happened? He said, you know, that growth just fell right out. No problems at all. Perfect. And I said to myself, that's the sign. I've been given a chance. I've been given a chance here to change, to go 2.0. And I've been on this path that I'm on right now with guys, guys radio and the brand that I'm building and the message and the people I'm getting their message out there. And it's all, all about that. So you got to listen to your intuition and you can't let your intellect get in the way. I was president of an ad agency. I was making really good money and I decided I'm going this way. And, uh, you know, my intellect said, no, get, go for the money. And I said, I can not only get the message out there, I can make a lot of money doing this. I just have to stick with it. And that's what I'm doing. So here we are on Guys Guys Radio, and we're going to welcome in a world-renowned film director, a filmmaker, uh, Bill Bennett. So let me tell me tell you a little bit about Bill, and then we'll bring him out. He's a fascinating guy, and I corresponded him a little bit on Facebook, and he was really nice. He's an Australian film director, producer, screenwriter, and he dropped out of uh, medicine at the University of Queensland in 1972, and he joined the Australian Broadcasting Corporation as a journalist. Uh, he won uh, Australia's top TV award, uh, the Logie Awards, which is an Emmy for TV reporting. And then he uh, had an award for most outstanding documentary. This led him to uh, produce and direct feature films. He's done directed 16 feature films since 1983. Backlash was screened at, uh, at the Cannes Film Festival. And three years later, his film Malpractice would be screened in the same section of the 1989 festival. Um, his new movie is called Intuition, Your Personal Guidance System. He has an all-star cast of metaphysical minds, healers, and experts. Carolyn Miss, Paul Selig. Um, let me pull out my list here. Lee Carroll, a great uh, channel and psychic. Punja Swami, Chananda Saraswati, James Van Prague, Jude, Dr. Julith Orloff, Jeffrey Fannin, um, Dr. Dean Radden, Amanda Guggenheimer, Reverend Professor uh, Juan Joe Sagunet, and the Buddhist Grand the, the Buddhist Grandmaster of Bhutan, I think, and Michael Tamura, uh, Dr. Francesca McCartney, Innovative Medicine. So lots and lots of people. So without further ado, let's bring on filmmaker Bill Bennett to Guys Guys Radio. Good evening, Bill. How are you? Good night, Robert. I'm good, mate. That was a fantastic introduction. You know, what's, what's interesting about that introduction is, is the fact that you trusted your intuition and it worked out for you. And it changed your yep. life, really, didn't it? It absolutely did. And you know, the interesting thing uh, is that what I learned, one of the big learnings I got watching your film, and my wife watched it also, and we were talking about it uh, this afternoon, it was that the importance, and maybe we're jumping ahead, but let's just get into it. Let's have a conversation. Was that a lot, once, once people, you know, they hear something, they have their intuition, but they invariably mess up by using their intellect and logic. Yeah. And their intellect yeah. actually blocks the flow 
of intu- intuition into their being present. Why don't you just yeah. take off and start with that? <laughs> well, Lee Carroll, you know, as you said, is uh, is the channel for uh, Cryon, very very popular channel. Um, he he puts it really well. He says that logic and intellect is a survival mechanism. Um, and uh, and coming back to men and you know the fact that you're a guy's guy radio, men really have this embedded deeply within them. You know this this survival mechanism, and so we trust our we tend to trust our intellect more than we trust our intuition because our intuition can lead us down pathways that are unknown, they're unexpected, they're wild, they're crazy. But right. what I've what I've learned to to understand and I think probably what you're understanding as well is that that's the way we should go. And we should we should learn to trust that because that will lead to in, in whatever way our highest good, whether it's for our better health, whether it's um you know, for better job outcomes or relationships, stuff like that. But a lot of times we we revert to our logic, to our intellect, because that's known. It's safe. It's what our, what we've been taught, what our parents have taught us, what what, uh, what common sense would have. But it always relies on past experience, and where right. intuition takes exactly. it is into the mm-hmm. unknown, um, into discovery, into creativity, into originality, and that's that's where your full potential as a human being lies if you follow your intuition. Yeah, it seems like uh, the intellect, you know, we're not, we're not saying the intellect isn't important. It's great for organizing information, mm. but the, mm. it, the intuition needs to be followed all the way. Um, the intellect mm. Um, mm. does not allow us to see the big picture, and we have to really surrender intellect uh, because the intellect is not enough. You have to follow your intuition all the way. So were you challenged after uh, going through the process of you had your inciting incident? Maybe you can start with telling the listeners about what happened to you. And then you got on this path of making this movie and you started to get the, the information, if you will, about intuition and how important it is to go all the way. But I'm sure during that process, Bill, you were challenged by your intellect. <laughs> I, sure, I sure was, Robert. I was challenged all the time. Um, First up, what happened was I was actually working on a movie, and this goes back to 1999. I was in New Orleans at the time, and I had to get an early flight back to Los Angeles, and I was driving to the airport. It was before dawn. It was dark. And as I approached an intersection, I had a green light up ahead. I went to accelerate because I was running a bit late, and I wanted to make sure I got through on the green light. And as I, as I went to accelerate, a voice, I heard a voice which said, slow down. I'd never heard anything like this before, and and of course I dismissed it. I I just thought, you know, I just thought that's just too weird. I went to accelerate again, and the voice said louder, more emphatically, "Slow down." Anyway, I thought, okay, I'm gonna slow down. And as I entered the intersection, a huge truck ran a red light on across the street on my right, hurtled through the intersection, and narrowly missed me. But if I hadn't if I hadn't slowed down and if I hadn't listened to that voice, I would have been killed. There's no doubt about that. And that really was, as you as you say in dramatic screenwriting terms, the inciting incident, really for the creation of the film and for a massive change in my life. But that was it wasn't going to happen overnight. That 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 happened really over a period of about ten, twelve, fifteen years. Wow. Um, let's let's. Let's keep going with that. Um, Paul Selig, okay. who you, you had as one of your guests um, in mm. the movie, uh, and I've interviewed him three times. And as part of my inciting incident, if you will, right after my mm. operation, I went into a bookstore and uh, I saw this book, I Am, I Am the Word. And I yeah. took it off the shelf and I brought it home and I read it. And I'm like, mm. I'm not sure I get this. And I read it again. And I'm like, I think I'm getting closer. I actually read the book three mm. times. And then I went to mm. one of his seminars. I'm like, I, I got it. And what I got out mm. of it. And, and since then, I've read all his books. And it's interesting because mm. I started to learn about the importance of uh, raising our vibration and our frequency. Yeah. And I found that yeah. as, as, I was ra- as my frequency was being raised by reading his books, mm. his mm. subsequent books became easier to read. 
And yeah. I truly believe it's because I thought like, oh, now I got it. So these books are easy. No, now I got it because I'm in a different place while I'm reading them. Yeah. And he, he yeah. talks about, um, I want to talk about this with you as willingness. And he says, uh, yeah. it's all about, you know, his whole thing is about uh, our lack of self-worth prevents us from trusting our intuition. His book, yeah. he even has a book about the book of worth. You get what you think you are worth. And part of what yeah. he teaches is that through his channeling is that, one of the most important things we can do, if not the most important thing, is to recognize everybody's uh, divinity. Uh, but a lot yeah. of times we're too busy connecting the dots to experience uh, our worth yeah. and our purpose. And it seems yeah. like through hardships, we are being taught to surrender to our intellect and uh, yeah. then follow the intuition. If all that's true, yeah. how is willingness taught? Willingness to do what? To follow your intuition. Well, I know that was well, a mouthful, Paul, but uh, work with me. <laughs> no, <laughs> well, look, absolutely. And Paul is um, Paul has become a friend, I have to say. And every time I go to New York, I see Paul. He's an extraordinary man. And like you, I was led to that first book, uh, I Am the Word. And, I, and like you, I have read all of his books since. And I have to say that I have been influenced hugely by Paul in, in the work that he's done with his guides. Um, you see, in your introduction, I think you said a couple of really, really important things. And one of, one of the things is this, and that is that, you know, we can talk about intuition on an intellectual level. But the first thing, that, if anybody wants to become more intuitive, and I use the word more because we are all intuitive, whether or not we acknowledge it or believe it or use it, we are all intuitive. Um, so if you want to become more intuitive, one of the first things you've got to do is you've got to accept, acknowledge that intuition exists. Mm -hmm. and the second thing then, as you said, and as Paul has said in the movie, you've got to be willing. You've got to be willing then to work with it and develop it because it is a muscle. And in, in most people, that muscle is very weak or it's atrophied because of lack of use. And we've got to go to what I call the intu intuition gym each day to mm -hmm. work that muscle and develop it so that when big decisions come along and our intuition intercedes and, and you know, tries to get our attention to make a decision, we've got to a point where we trust our intuition so implicitly that we, that we run with it and we go with it and we don't question it. Um, yes. can, I, can I tell you a little, a little thing? You know, sometimes Please. when I'm, I'm screening, screening the film at the moment, in various places around America, and one of the questions I ask is, well, give me an example of how, how you use your intuition each day. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll give you a really good example this morning. Um, we had a screening last night in Sacramento, and we went out to dinner, and, and uh, I, I paid the bill for um, a couple of people who were hosting the movie. <clears throat> anyway, this morning, I had to leave Sacramento. I had to drive to Mount Chester, which is where I am now. It's a four-hour drive. And I had to make a couple of decisions. One was, would I have? Would I stop at Starbucks and um, you know get a coffee mm -hmm. in Sacramento around the corner, or should I drive drive an hour or so and then get a coffee? And normally, what I do is when I leave town, I, I like to put a few miles under my belt and I, and I drive you know an hour, an hour and a half, so then I stop and have coffee. This morning, strangely, my intuition said no, go around the corner and have a coffee. So I did that. Second thing was um, the coffee was like six bucks or something. I, I, I went to pay with cash and my intuition said, no, you should pay this one with a credit card. So, uh, you know, this is all sort of happening really, really fast. I thought that's odd. So anyway, I've learned to trust my intuition. So I pulled out my credit card. Well, my credit card wasn't there. <laughs> and <laughs> I started to think, Frankie, where could it be? So then I went back into the car and I checked all the, you know, the jacket that I was wearing last night and all, all this sort of stuff. And then I realized that I hadn't picked up my credit card from the previous night at, at the restaurant. The restaurant was just around the corner. Okay, so Great. what happened was that my mm -hmm. intuition basically stopped me driving two hours down the road, you know, then for me to, and even then I may not have used my credit card when I got to where I was going. Because, you know, it could have been that I could have driven to Mount, Mount Shasta and not found my credit card. Yep. But my credit card, my intuition, those two hits, those two intu intuitive hits allowed me to find my credit card almost immediately. 
Now, these are little tiny things. But this is what I'm talking about when I say you've got to go to the intuition gym because you've got to trust it on these small things so that when big, big decisions come up, you're in a place where you can fully trust your intuition. Yeah, that's a gr- that's a great story, and it's it's so uh, it's so real and so true. Um, so it seems like another thing I got out of the film is that the best way, and uh, correct me or elaborate on this, is the best way to uh, kind of work that get to that intuition gym is to by being present, and by being present yeah. is to you know push the logic and the in- intellect which uh, organizes information, put that a little bit to the side. And kind of get in your flow and aligning with your truth, your higher self, spirit, whatever, without kind of getting too etherical about the whole thing. Just get get in, you know, be present. And when you're present, then it allows allows the information to flow to you. Um, I, I I would t- take that to the next step. Is that I remember Carolyn Miss in the movie. She says something about you know, is regret uh, a God post-it note? meaning you did not listen to me. And so, you know, the, by not doing something as simple as being present and listening and following your intuition all the way, you are almost disregarding that God spark within you. That's, that's guiding you because you're putting logic and intellect and science in front of it in the way. Yeah. It's very, very true, Robert. Um, I, I have um, I've come to realize that what intuition is is very very simple. It's what I call DDMs. You know how you got DMs in in social media direct messages. Right. I call them DDMs, divine direct <laughs> messaging. Love it. And what it is, intuition is really really simple when it comes down to it. It's a messaging service. It's a messaging service from from the divine. Now, you know I've I've interviewed a lot of people in in the making of this film. I've interviewed religious people and spiritualists and quantum physicists and um, psychiatrists and psychologists and so forth, they all basically say the same thing. And that is that intuition comes from a source of greater knowledge. It has an overview that we don't have on the ground as human beings. It has a higher aspect, a higher perspective. And, you know, talking before about raising your vibrations, what you've got to do is you've got to try and get into this place where you can raise your vibrations to a point where you can fully pay attention. And by pay attention, I mean pay attention both to what's happening internally, how you're feeling, you know, those little, those little heart tremors, those little those, you know, sensations in your gut, um, that sense of simply just, you know, clear sentience of just simply knowing. You've got to be present, as you say, and pay attention to those. But you've also got to pay attention to the direct messaging, the divine direct messaging that's pinging you from outside. For instance, coincidence is a form Mm -hmm. of intuition. Synchronicity is a form of intuition. Dreams are a form of intuition. So intuition presents in a whole bunch of different ways. It's not just a voice in a car saying, hey, slow down, or it's not just, you know, that little birdie thing in the back of your head. It comes in a whole variety of ways. And one of the things that I've realized is that source, if you like, source, divinity, whatever you want to call it, is really persistent. <laughs> so if you don't mm-hmm. get it one way, they're going to come at you in a whole bunch of other ways. Yeah. Now, be- before you're, uh, as we are referring to your inciting incident, when you heard the voice inside your head, where were you, uh, in your own words, kind of vibrationally versus where you are now? Um, were you a, a, a believer or was this such a change that like everything was like, wow, I, this is, this is going to change my life. I have to go make this movie or were you on that path already or, or did this just spark everything? It really did spark everything. Um, Robert and, and um, you know, one, one of the things that has come out of this movie is this, and, and I think it's quite important. I mean, very quickly, I came from a very secular household in Australia. Both my parents were dentists. My siblings all went into the medical professions. I, I started out studying medicine because it was required of me, really. You know, so I came from a very evidence-based background, and then I moved into journalism, and that only reinforced you know, my need for objectivity and, and so forth. So when I started out, I was I was in that in that mindset, but very quickly I realised that the film was requiring me to step up. Um, 
that if I was to make a film on intuition, the only way that I could do that was to become intuitive. Right. And that that didn't happen that didn't happen fast and didn't happen easily. It uh, I got sat around the chop so many times. And and what happened was, you know, I set out to make the film the same way I'd made my other movies in the past. And I've been quite successful at, at making movies in the past, but it didn't work with this film. I just kept getting obstacles and rebuffs and rejections and all this sort of thing. And I realized after a while that the film was basically saying, if you don't make me intuitively, you are not going to be allowed to make this film. I mean, it's really, really interesting. And, that's a great, that's you know, a great insight. Yeah, it, it really, really was. And, and it, um, and so what happened, you know, you saw the movie, I've got like yeah. a who's who of intuition in the film, but mm-hmm. I never set out to interview those people. I was led to them one by one. What happened was I got to the point where I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to give over. I'm going to let go. I'm going to trust in this intuitive process and I'm not going to organize anything. I'm not going to arrange anything. I'm not going to you know, pre-book anything. I'm just going to run with it. And what happened was I would interview Norm Shearley, you know, who's a, one of the great um, mm-hmm. surgeons and um, intuitive healers really on the planet. And Norm's the great mate of Carolyn Mace. And Norm said after the interview, well, who are you going to see next? And I said, well, I'm not quite sure. And he'd say, well, you really should see my friend Carolyn Mace. You know, and, and um, you know, I was led from Carolyn there to James Van Prague to all these other people. I was led from one to the other to the other. And it was all through guidance. It was all through intuitive guidance that this film came together. And I look at the film now in these screenings that I'm attending and the Q&As and so forth, and I look at this film and I think, my goodness, I didn't make this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I just had a very gentle hand on the tiller, but um, there were forces at play here that made this movie. And I just put the wrapping on it. That's all I did. You know something, uh, Bill? It, it comes through in your, uh, in your choices, and maybe they were intuitive choices in how you made the film, because I think the viewer is kind of... Uh, on the path along with you together, because it seems like you're learning while the viewer is learning about intuition. And uh, it was even very interesting when Carolyn Miss was kind of wagging a finger at you, one of the questions you asked her. And uh, you could see that, like, we're all learning here together. So uh, great job, great choices in how you made the film. And also you made, you put the, you know, something like this, you have to make it digestible, digestible for people. So you had, you, you laid it out there so people could say, okay, I got this. Here's the next piece of it. And very interesting and very fascinating, uh, fascinating guests on there. Um, talk to us a little bit, if you would, about karmic imprint, um, how uh, what happens in a previous lifetime kind of sets things up for what could happen in this lifetime and how we can use intuition to kind of, you know, uh, navigate our karma if you will mm. it's really really interesting i went right up into the um into the foothills of the himalayas and i went to the dalai lama temple and i interviewed uh, buddhist scholars who've been working there you see one of the questions that i had uh, okay so l- let's say intuition saved my life which it did let's say let's say this is a form of um divine intervention if you like saving my life so then the next question i would have is why me? Because I haven't been that good a bloke, <laughs> really, in my mm-hmm. life. You know, I've, I've not been a saint. Why? You know, a whole lot of people get killed in road accidents. Why would I be singled out? You know, to to be saved. And this question kind of really puzzled me. And I, I put this question to this Buddhist scholar, and he said, you know, very very clearly, he said, in a previous lifetime, you were a good bloke, and you basically collected a bunch of brownie points. Which you're now, which you're now cashing in in this life, and and I thought, well, that's interesting. That's really interesting. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, but because I was a good bloke in a lifetime, or maybe a couple of lifetimes, I had um, accumulated good karma that was now being used in this in, the, in this lifetime. And one of the things that he said was that. And I don't know whether this was actually in the final cut or not, but basically he said, look, you've been given an opportunity here to to live, but don't waste it. You know, don't go out now and fritter this opportunity. You've got to do something useful with your life because that's the reason your life was saved. 
you know, and the only thing Correct. that I yep. could really think of that was use, useful was making the film. Mm-hmm. No, I hear that loud and clear. It's interesting that uh, uh, I pitched an idea uh, to my literary agent on a nonfiction book, and he he's like he kind of rolled his eyes at it. And uh, yet I was I had a meeting with uh, Paul Seligan was with the kind of talking with the guides, and uh, they gave me some insight as to a project. And uh, and I think I have one of those challenges right now. Do I? you know, use my intellect or do I just trust my intuition all the way and just do it and do it my way. And then, you know what, mm. let the market decide. And uh, that's what mm. I'm going to do. So, uh, and I mm. think your movie, uh, your film ha- helped me spur me along because I'm just at the point where I've done all my organizing. I'm now going to start writing it. And uh, it's, it was your, your movie was a big help for me. So thank you. Um, Prince of Bhutan. Yeah, no, it really was because it, it crystallized a lot of things for me. Like you got to go all the way. You can't go halfway. And I keep getting my yeah. thinking in the way. And it's like, just let go and do it and you'll get the help. And um, yeah. the guides even told me you'll get, you know, it's not because I thought immediately, oh, it's going to take so long to do this. And they said, and it will not take long to do this. So it was <laughs> great, to, great to hear that. Um, and I you have know, to trust Robert, just, just on that, just on that, one of the things that I've learned is this, and that is that, if you start, then they will they will kick in and they will help you. But you've got to start. Yeah. And you, you know, you've, you've got to take the first step. So yes. there's no point, you know, lying around and saying, come on, guys, help me, help me, help me. No, you've got to get off your bum and you've got to do it yourself and start. And then having started, they will then come in and support you. But you've yes. got to take the first step. Yeah. That's that's a great uh, first. Thank you. And for all the listeners, uh heed that because um, a lot of times we ask for help and uh, you know the old saying God helps those who help themselves you got to take the first step and you will get help Um, how did you get the Prince of Bhutan involved in this movie that was that was amazing and what was that experience like and kind of getting to him and then getting him to sit down I mean you didn't have too much of him in the movie to be honest with you but um, the fact that that was a good get particularly for this yeah yeah, well, what happened was, um, you know, as I said, every, everybody came to the film intuitively. Um, and one of the things that I've learned, Robert, in the making of the film is this, is, is, and that is that when you are working intuitively, everything happens easily. There's no effort and there's no struggle. And, and this was exactly what happened um, with the Prince of Bhutan. I was actually in Dallas, Texas at the time, and I got a call out of the blue from a friend of mine in Los Angeles. And he said, look, I've just been to a cocktail party at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and I met the Prince of Bhutan, and he's given me his uh, business card. And I, I asked him on your behalf, would you be interested in being interviewed on a film mm-hmm. on intuition? And the Prince of Bhutan told me yes. So here, give him a call and have a chat to him and see what happens. And <laughs> literally, that's what awesome. it was as easy as that. Fantastic. It was as simple as that. And then I actually did quite a long interview with the Prince of Bhutan, um, but I only used that very small piece because it was sensational. Yeah. And if you remember what I asked, said, you know, how important is intuition in a person's life? And he answered back in this very incredibly charismatic way. He said, you know, how important is a heart in a human being? You know, mm-hmm. without a heart, you can't, you, can't, you can't live. And without intuition, you can't, you can't live spiritually. I mean, he said exactly. much better words than I did, but but it was the most powerful piece that he said. Fant- that was fantastic, uh, and he was uh, mm-hmm. succinct and right to the point. So it was a great get, and it wasn't mm-hmm. about quantity; it was about quality. So you really nailed it. Mm-hmm. Good choice there mm-hmm. too, um, mm-hmm. Doctor. I found that Michael Tamura was fascinating. He was talking about um, intuition is strengthened, developed uh, based on use and uh, reliance on it, kind of what you were talking about, the kind of intuition, Jim, and push starting to begin living in the direction you want to go. And I guess for a lot of people, how um, how do you kind of push start? How do you get, is it the pineal gland and the third eye? Are they connected to the start button? Uh, and, you know, most people don't know how to get their start button going. Wh- how do you define the start button and, and where where is it and how do you activate it? That's a really, really good question. Okay, so let, let, me, just, um, let me just start off by saying that 
one of the things that I explore in the film, and I, I think the film confirms, is this, and that is that intuition is a legitimate functioning system in our body. It's as legitimate mm-hmm. as our circulatory system, our immune system, our um, hormonal system, any, any physiological system. It's just that our intuitive system works within our energetic realm. So number one, you've got to understand that it is a system that is there operating um, oftentimes without our knowledge, but it is there to operate. So it's not really um, pushing a start button as such. It's, it's really starting to tune in to a system that is, has been operating from birth. Um, and I think one of, the, you know, one of the things that you said earlier with, with starting is, is just starting to pay attention to those little tiny things around you that, um, that, that can be interpreted as intuition. And, you know, just stop to, yeah, you know, it is, it is this thing of self-awareness. But one of the things that I've learned, Robert, is that you don't have to meditate 20 minutes a day to become intuitive. Um, you don't have to go, go off to an ashram in India and you don't have to do classes and anything like that. We are all intuitive. It is part of our nature. Um, Carolyn May says it beautifully. She says it's ordinary. You know, it's it's in your DNA. It's it's part it's part of your thing. And mm-hmm. you 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 look at um, okay. So we use our intuition every day. You meet somebody in a work environment, and you immediately have an energetic connection with them, or or not, or you know, this is your intuition working with you. It's the swapping of energies. Um, yeah. In the end, we yeah. are all. In the end, um, Jeffrey Fannin says it beautifully: where we are all energetic beings living in an energetic universe. And coming mm-hmm. back to Paul Selig and what he said about vibrations: vibration is only the movement of energy. You know, so what we have to do is we have to tune ourselves so that we become more attuned to the energy around us. Um, Got it. How does purpose? I'm sorry, I hope that's not esoteric an answer. Go ahead. I'm sorry I interrupted. Finish that up. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, purpose. Okay, so look, here's what what I've come to believe, and that is, um, and this is explained in the film as well. And we talked before about karmic imprint and so forth. Um, when When we are born or when we incarnate into this body that we currently have, Along, along with the flesh and blood and bones and so forth comes what I believe a karmic blueprint or a blueprint for your purpose in life. Um, everybody is born with this. And in fact, when you look into the eyes of a newborn baby, I don't know whether you've ever done this, Robert, but I've had three children yep. I've done it each time. You see this incredible wisdom in those eyes. It's a sort oh, of yeah. ageless ageless wisdom and it's and it's quite confronting you think my god you've been you know you're a thousand years old and you're you're only half exactly. an hour old mm-hmm. and and what this is, is is this is um the veil hasn't dropped down yet the veil will drop down you know as that child um gets older but that blueprint is within us and that blueprint is our destiny path our purpose through life our true purpose our true our full expression. And where intuition comes in is that our intuition is a messaging service designed to keep us on that path. Mm-hmm. Really, when it, this is what I, really what I firmly believe, you know, from what I've gathered from all the people I've spoken to, that intuition is a means whereby it keeps us on our life's purpose. We all have Got a it. purpose in life, and so some mm-hmm. people have a, you know, might be considered a grand purpose. Some people have, you know, it might simply be being the best mother you can, or you exactly. know, being a, a carer or whatever. It doesn't have to be an altruistic purpose. It could be, you know, being very successful in business and providing service to humanity in some kind of commercial way. We all have a purpose, and what our intuition is designed to do is to keep us on path on that purpose. But what happens is that our will, our intellect, our ego, goes, no, 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 I can't do that. It's too scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, that, that's, not, that's not going to give me the, the most money. That's not going to um, further my career, all of these sort of things. 
So we have the free will and choice to deviate from our life's purpose. And I fully believe that's why so many people are unhappy because they haven't followed their intuition and they haven't followed their true purpose. And, and they feel unfulfilled and they feel unloved and they feel as though they've been wasting their lives. It's because they have made choices in their life that has taken them away from their intuitive purpose. I think you're 100% right. I think we've all felt that. Um, I know I have, and I'll, I'll, I'll guess at some point you have also, Bill, because uh, it's, it's mm. to be human, it's to error. But now yeah. we're, we're on a good path here. Let's, let's help yeah. our listeners out here a little bit before mm. we uh, wrap this up. So I'm going to ask you kind of a two-part question. What advice would you give someone sure. wanting to become more intuitive? And in your film, you detail these five steps to tap you in intuition. You know, stop, listen, etc. Could you go through those just mm-hmm. to help people out? Because uh, people are going to listen to the show and they say, "Okay, that's great. What do I do? How do I get started?" Mm. Yeah, well, look, I do, I do t- detail a, a five-step process: stop, listen, ask, trust, follow. So first, you've got to stop. We're so busy, um, we don't have time to listen to our intuitive voice. You have to listen to it. At times, you've got to ask. You've got to ask for guidance. You've got to help. You've got to ask for help. And it will come if you ask. Uh, number four is trust. And we talked about that, and that's a biggie. But the last one, perhaps, is the biggest development. That is, you've got to follow through. So mm-hmm. you can go through those four steps, and you can get to the point where, okay, I trust my intuition, but bloody hell, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> you think <Right>. I'm mad? <laughs> so you've got, to, you, you've got to follow through and have the courage to, um, to a- enact what your intuition is trying to tell you to do. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's... But, you know, as I said before, first you've got to acknowledge it exists, then you've got to be willing to work with it. And then once you've gone through those two preliminary steps, then you've got to go stop, listen, ask, trust, follow. Got it. All right. Perfect. Perfect end to our conversation. Uh, tell, please tell everybody uh, where they can find the film, learn more about you, Bill, and most importantly, to see the uh, PGS film. Oh, thank you for that, Robert. Yeah, look, the film is, is screening around America at the moment in what's called pop-up screenings. They're host-driven screenings. All the information is on the film's website, and that website is very simply pgsthemovie.com. That's letter P, letter G, letter S themovie.com, uh, all the information is there. Um, if you want to see the movie, one of the best ways is to host a screening and then you can work with us, work with the distributors, get the screening happening and um, learn all about PGS and hopefully I can come and do a Q&A. Fantastic. You know, and people don't understand with uh, with movies and I, I have a screenplay based on my novel and uh, my actually my writing partner, he he just wrote his first film and it, it got produced uh, with John Corbett. Oh, wow. um, yeah. It came out in August, uh, all saints and uh, they won an award in the faith-based area. So it, it can be done, but Fabulous. the point, uh, the yeah. point I was going to make is that um, it's the, the film business is financially driven. I don't think people understand that mm-hmm. to get a movie made, it's all about putting the money together. TV is a little bit different, mm-hmm. but um, is that correct? Yeah, look, it is correct. And this film was, was financed in a very unconventional way. And I, I have to say, it was, it was financed, I've, I've now come to believe, uh, through spirit. And that is that um, mm-hmm. very quickly, I, I was trying to finance the film in, in the traditional way, you know, getting the budget together and so forth. It never happened. I had a dream which told me that I had to just get out and start the, thing, start the damn thing myself. Um, and start financing it myself, which I did with my wife. We went into our retirement savings and stumped up some money. But as soon as we did that, other people heard about it and heard, heard what we are doing, and they came in. And then mm-hmm. suddenly we had people saying, how can we invest in your movie? And, you know, so we ended up with a budget of $1.5 for this film. And, mm-hmm. and I never asked for it. <laughs> wow, it you did a good came. job for for 1.5 million, which uh, you know, in filmmaking terms, it's not that much. I mean, it's a million and a half dollars, but in terms of mm-hmm. the you know relativity, it's not that much. But you did a beautiful job for that amount. Well, thank you. Yeah, look, I think the production values are really high, and that's why it's really great yeah, watching yes. in the cinema. You know, because mm-hmm. in a cinema, um, it, it really is uh, a, an experience. You know, it really it really resonates. It gets into your bones. Yes. 
It's a, it's a great movie, and congratulations, and anything we can do to help spread the word for you, we're here for you, Bill. The name of the movie is Intuition, Your Personal Guidance System. Bill Bennett, filmmaker from Australia. It, listen, it's a pleasure to get to know you. I hope we can stay in touch like and um, talk yeah. about some other stuff because it seems like we're on similar mm. paths, and all the best mm. to you. Congratulations, and thank you so much for being our guest on Guys Guys Radio. I really enjoyed this conversation. I really loved the movie and the message. Awesome. Oh, thank you, Robert. I've, I've really enjoyed it as well. And yes, it'd be great to keep in touch. Thank you. Great. Okay. Thanks so much, Bill. Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay, folks. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the way we're going to do Guys Guys Radio Sunday Edition, we're just going to you know get out there, get the guests out here, have our conversation, hopefully entertain you and uh, have some learning involved in it also. And uh, we've done that. You know what? I forgot to even go to the commercial break before b- bringing Bill out, but that's on me. So no problem. I've thoroughly enjoyed this and uh, the the subject matter is something for all of us to consider Um, intuition is a living part of us and it's up to us to get that flow going to follow through all the way don't overthink things listen to your gut listen to your intuition and uh, and go with it and don't let fear be that obstacle if you trust trust in spirit go all the way baby so that's our show for this evening. We're back uh, for Guys Guys Radio on our usual Wednesday, where we'll do a Guys Guy of the Week. We'll do Guys Guys Guide. Jackie Ruka, who's a healer and coach, is our guest. Looking forward to that. <clears throat> and then uh, we're going to do a number of Sunday shows coming up again. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for sticking with me as we grow and grow and grow here on Guys Guys Radio. Um, have a great week. And as I always love to say, Guys Guys, finish first.